Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. Someone offers you some good news, and that's what we're doing here this morning, is offering up the good news. And I'm not ashamed of that gospel. I want to go over a few announcements before we get into it. Um, remember, also on Facebook Live, every Tuesday and every Friday at noon, I call it high noon, uh, we have prayer. Only about 5, 10, 15 minutes max. But uh, you're welcome to come, share some scripture, uh, do a, a, a very um, short devotional, and then uh, have some time of prayer uh, by confessing what God says about us in this situation. Uh, also, Wednesday Bible study, also online. Uh, Wednesdays at 6.30. That's offered uh, only on um, Facebook Live at this time. So uh, we may be able to get it over to uh, YouTube at some point, but right now it's just Facebook Live for our uh, interactive um, uh, Bible study, uh, Tuesdays at 6, oh, excuse me, Wednesdays at 6.30. Uh, and then uh, Student Ministries has a daily uh, devotional at 10.23 a.m. Uh, every um, uh, every day of the week, except, uh, throughout the week, Monday through Friday. So avail yourself to that if you have children. Uh, it's, uh, that's on, um, on Zoom, okay? And uh, we're also having a food drive here to benefit uh, Burke Senior Center. Uh, the drop-off times are Monday, uh, April 6th from 11 a.m. to 1 and 4 to 6. Again, that's Monday, April 6th, 11 a.m. to 1 and 4 to 6. And then Tuesday, April 7th, uh, 11 to 1 and 4 to 6. And then Wednesday, April 8th, 11 to 1. Uh, and then um, I think that's it. But uh, again, that's to benefit the Burke Senior Center. So we, uh, we had a great start this past Saturday. I thank everyone who was able to bring in food for that. And, uh, and then later on during the service, and you can uh, uh, go to our website, uh, we will have our time of tithes and offerings, and that's simply just hit the tab and, uh, for tithes and offerings, and it gives you a new, we have a new way of getting there very quick and very easy, and uh, we'll have that during the, um, towards the end of the service. All right, well, praise the name of Jesus. We are glad to be here today, and I want to share some word with you. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for this time to come together this morning. We thank you for an opportunity to use technology for the glory of God, for your kingdom's sake. And I thank you, Father, that not only I, but many other pastors, many other ministers out there this morning are sharing the word of God, that we are taking over the airways. We're taking over the airways with the word of God. And we do thank you for this privilege and this opportunity. And we declare the word, it says, uh, no uh, word that proceeds forth out of your mouth shall return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you send it forth to accomplish in the name of Jesus. We take authority over every principality, every power, every wicked thing in high places this morning that would try to hinder or thwart your word from going forth. We paralyze the forces of the enemy this morning in Jesus' name. And for that, Father, we give you the glory and the praise. And we thank you for all the new look, uh, onlookers today. We pray, Father, that you would open up their hearts as well as our own, that we might be able to receive, that we may be able to gain uh, from your marvelous and wonderful word. 
that some may even be translated out of darkness into your marvelous light. We praise you for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, here we go. I want to share something with you this morning that um, I believe the Spirit of God put on my heart. And I believe it will be a blessing to you. Um, We want to talk about assurance. Assurance. And um, so as as we look up... um, Let's find it first. Look up um, assurance. You know, the, the song, we actually played it prior to service this morning, Blessed Assurance. Uh, I believe the Spirit of God gave that to me, and, and I want to give you the definition of assurance first. Um, assurance, it means uh, literally a positive declaration intended to give confidence. A positive declaration intended to give confidence, a promise. Confidence or certainty and one's own abilities. Now that for us is there's sometimes we have an assurance when we're getting ready to do something. Maybe some people are, are very good with their hands and it doesn't matter what the project is. They have an assurance that they're going to get to the other side of it and it's going to be complete. That's not necessarily George Logan, but there are people out there like that that uh, can actually take on a project uh, with their hands and have done it so many times. They've developed a level of skill and you just know they're going to get to the other end. They're going to they're going to finish the project. It's going to be good. Um, so they have confidence in their own abilities, um, and and that's not a necessarily a bad thing to have confidence in your own ability. Um, but our own abilities are limited. Uh, we may be have abilities in certain areas, but not in all areas. And there are some areas where we we just literally have nothing we can do about the situation. Um, and so we need someone else's ability to take over at that point. Well, God is our strength. He is our song. He is our abilities. And when we find ourselves in Christ Jesus, then all things are possible, the Bible says, to those who believe. As a matter of fact, it says, is there anything too hard for God? And so I I would say no. I would say that the same way I would say about some people who have certain abilities. Is there anything too hard for them within their skill sets? No. They they can seem to do everything. And so the same is true with God. God is limitless in his abilities. And he has told us what his abilities are through his word. And when he speaks his word, when he says something to to us through his word... That's when we know of a certainty that it will be done because he has bind himself to his own word. Matter of fact, he has put his word above his own self. And so, so it is important, it is vitally important that we understand that God's abilities, God's strength is uh, outside of our own strength and that we can rely on him. So, so uh, uh, assurance in God, God's promises, uh, God's promises when believes provoke assurance. When we believe the word of God, it provokes assurance on the inside of us. It provokes assurance. In other words, it, it says to us, we're going to get to the other side. We're going to get to the other side. And, and like it is in our country right now where maybe some feel like we're going to get stopped short, half, uh, halfway through or we're not going to get there. I, I want you all to know this morning that you're going to get to the other side. 
I want to assure you, uh, based upon the Word of God, that we're all going to get to the other side through the Word of God. I mean, when I say all, I'm talking about uh, those of us who believe in the, the uh, strength and the might of God, we're going to get to the other side. Now, I want to read this song to you, the lyrics of Blessed Assurance. It says, Blessed Assurance, Blessed Assurance, and a Blessed Confidence, Blessed Certainty, that Jesus is mine. I don't doubt it. I don't wonder about it. I don't, I'm not concerned. Is he there? Is he not there? He's mine. He's mine. I, I possess Jesus from the sense of that he's mine. I can call him mine. It says, oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. Now, that's just powerful. I mean, that came from the heart of the writer who was saying, I find my security and my assurance in Jesus Christ. The other part is this. It says, this is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. In other words, our blessed assurance is, is in that he is mine and I am his. I'm in Christ Jesus. The number, verse 2 says, and it just, it's just all the way good, all the way around. It says, perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending, bring from above, echoes of mercy, whispers of love. I wish I had written this. It's so powerful and so great. Perfect submission. Now, notice it said perfect submission. That means there's some imperfect submission. And what we ought to be doing during this time is perfectly submitting ourselves to the Word of God. In other words, there's no room for error here. We've got to be loyal to the things of God. We have to prune everything that is not of God so that we are perfectly submitted to him, perfectly submitted so that we can hear his voice, discern where we are, know what we should be doing because we've heard what he has to say. And so perfect submission, also in the scriptures, I think it's in the book of uh, uh, James, it says that, um, that submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee. When we submit ourselves under the word of God, the devil will flee from us. Number th- verse uh, uh, three of this says, perfect submission, all is at rest. I in my Savior am happy and blessed. I in my Savior, not outside of him, but I in my Savior am happy and blessed. Matter of fact, you can regulate where you are in Christ based upon your rest and your state of joy or your state of happiness. I'm blessed because I'm staying right there in him. It's easy to get pulled out. You know, the, the news itself will pull you out if you, if you get there too long. It'll, it'll pull you out of a blessed state. It'll pull you out of, of being a perfect delight. You know, a lot of people are not perfectly delighted today because they are consuming so much of this information as though that by their consum- consumption of it, it's going to change some kind of way. It's not. 
we, we ought to do much more consuming of the Word of God, hearing of the Word of God, so that we can stay in a perfect state of rest. And, and, and it says, watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. <laughs> lost in his love. That's just beautiful. That's just beautiful language. I think I'm going to take this and start reading and confessing it every day. I'd, I'd, I'd say the same for you. Lost in his love. Raptured in his love. Taken up in his love. Consumed with his love. Thinking about his love. And when we are, when that happens, it takes us to be in a place called seated together in Christ Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. God is not troubled right now. God is not looking around saying, what are we going to do? God is not concerned from the standpoint of, oh, no, the universe is done. No, he's at perfect rest right now. He's not troubled by this. And we ha- he's our father, and we're in Christ. We need not also be troubled. It doesn't mean that things are not going on around us. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't take precaution. We should. That would, be, that would really be... Um, uh, negligent to not uh, take precaution, to not do the things that we know to do. And I'm going to share a story with you in just a minute that will, that will uh, uh, illustrate that. So here's some wonderful scriptures before we get to that story that I want to share with you. Assurance. assurance. It's so good to have assurance. Isn't it? It's so good to be assured. It's so good to know that somebody's word counts. When they say it, they're going to bring it to pass. It's going to happen. And so it says, um, Psalms 37, verse 23 and 25 says, The steps of a man are established by the Lord. When he delights in his way, though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. Hallelujah. Isn't that a good one? He says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging for bread. That's a wonderful promise. That's a promise of assurance. God has assured us. Listen to this. Psalms 138 and verse 8. It says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Isn't that good? The Lord will fulfill it. He'll bring it to pass. John chapter 5 and verse 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Now, that word eternal life is not just life everlasting, life uh, over there somewhere. It means the God kind of life, zoe, eternal, the God kind of life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. When did we pass from death to life? When we die? No. We pass from, from death to life. The very moment we receive Jesus Christ into our life, we have passed into eternal life. So, so the, very, the very worst thing, and it's not the worst thing, it would really be the best thing, the, the, the worst thing, the best thing, is that we just continue our eternal life without these bodies. 
Think about that for a minute. Now, we have a destiny to fulfill here on earth, and I truly believe in the assurance that I'm going to fulfill my destiny uh, uh, as long as I'm supposed to be here on this earth. I'm going to fulfill my purpose and my destiny, and I don't think it's over with yet. I think I'm going to be here a little while longer, and God has got me during that time. But, but even if I were to shed this flesh off, I still have a blessed assurance that the state I'm in now, a better state awaits me. Do you hear me? I mean, a better state awaits me. I mean, it goes from, from good to, to best. And it's just a matter of shedding this flesh. But God has plans and he's got purpose for us and they will prevail. That's part of our assurance that we will remain here on this earth if we, if, if we abide in his word, if we stay in his word, we're going to stay and we're going to abide with him. We're going to live with him and we're going to fulfill our purpose. Because really, to be honest with you, the only reason we're all still here as believers is because we got a job to do. If we didn't have a job to do, the very moment we got saved and born again, we'd go to be with Jesus immediately. But we are our, his ambassadors. The Bible says we are ambassadors just as Jesus was reconciling the world to himself. He's called you and I as believers to do the same thing, to reconcile the world to God. And that's what we're doing this morning. That's why I asked you to hit that share button, is we're doing that today, is we are reconciling, bringing reconciliation, bringing man back to God. Man has gone so far away. But guess what? Guess what? Uh, through these circumstances, man is turning their hearts back towards God. Man, man is looking, looking and said, everything else I thought I could stand on, I can't, I, I fell through it. it, it it's, like, it's like a thin piece of ice on a lake. And you walk on it, and, and all of a sudden it just crumbles. It's, it's no longer. But, but isn't it good to know, isn't it good to know that we have a blessed assurance in this state and also in the state to come, and that that's the best news ever. I heard one person say it that way. You mean this, that's the best deal ever? You doggone straight, it's the best deal ever. That you can you can receive everything. You can receive everything all through a belief, all through a a matter of saying I believe and a confess in your heart, believe it in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. And you receive a blessed assurance that if you were to die today, tomorrow, next week, 10 years from now, that you would be with Jesus in heaven, that's a blessed assurance. That will put your mind at rest. I don't care if you're on, on a gurney somewhere. I don't care if you're in your bed, isolated. If you know Jesus Christ as Lord, you have a blessed assurance that the very moment you come out of this earth suit, you're going to be with Jesus. That's a blessed assurance. That's what we live our lives by. That's what gives us joy. We talked about joy last week. That's what gives us joy. Matter of fact, we need to think more about that. We need to consider more what we have in Christ. We consider a whole lot of other things, but those things aren't there anymore, are they? Now, now we can muse on the fact that we're in Christ Jesus. A few more scriptures, and then we're going to get to this wonderful, powerful story about assurance. <clears throat> John chapter 10, verse 27, and 20, uh, 27 through 29. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. Hallelujah. And they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. <laughs> 
My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Listen, listen, these are assurances. You know, people are like, oh, well, am I going to go? Am I going to make it? No, he said, nobody can snatch. Nothing can snatch them out of my hands. We have a blessed assurance. You know how many people today are thinking about getting snatched? Think about it. That's what, that's what creates the hysteria. That's what creates the fear, is that I might get snatched. I, I, I might get snatched. I, I might go down. I, I might, you know, and again, I'm not saying anything about precaution here. We need to be precautious. We need not make a mockery out of this or mock it, but, but, but don't walk around in fear that you're going to get snatched. And so God's got us perfectly in his hand. I don't, listen, I don't care what happens to us physically. God's got us in his perfect hand. God's got us perfectly in his hands. Look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 35. <clears throat> Romans 8, 35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? <laughs> Question. Shall tribulation... Or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, or corona, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. Hmm. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hmm. Listen, listen, we are so very safe. We are so very, very safe in Christ. He said there's nothing that can separate us. Absolutely nothing that can separate us from the love. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing. Absolutely nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. He loves us. He's, he's so bent in our direction. He's so watchful over us. It's almost like a father uh, at the park with his little two, three, four-year-old child, and he's at some distance away from his child while the child is playing freely. But all the while, the father is watching the child from 50 feet, 75 feet, 100 feet. He's still watching him. Matter of fact, he puts him in a large place so that he can see all the things around him. And make sure he remains safe. So that if anything tries to come from one direction, I can beat it. I get there before the thing does. That's what it's talking about. He sets me in a large place. Or, or if danger is going on, he puts me in the cleft of the rock. He hides me in the, in the cleft of the rock. He puts me there. Secures me there. 
says, I got some business to do on your behalf. Now you sit, you sit right up here while I get to work. Don't get out of the car. Stay right there. I, I'm, I'm going to take care of this. He puts us in the cleft of the rock. Isn't that good to know? I said, isn't that good to know? That's what I'm talking about. All right, so here, here's a wonderful story I want to share with you. Acts chapter 27. And uh, this story, I'm going to try to read as much as possible because I, I need to read it kind of in its, in, in its fullness so that we can kind of understand uh, um, the story in full. So this story starts out with Paul. And Paul, uh, Paul says, um, Paul has, has agreed, even though he's been prophesied to, saying that trouble awaits him uh, when he goes uh, uh, to Jerusalem, that they were going to try to take him in. But he had a destiny a destiny to fulfill. And so in this particular story, here we have uh, uh, Acts chapter 27, verse 1. We see the powerful story of assurance and, and how everyone who will, who will stay, as it were, connected to God, connected to the man of God, connected to the word of God, will stay safe. So verse 1 says this, when the time came, we set sail to Italy. Paul and several other prisoners were placed in the custody of, of a Roman officer named Julius. Okay, that's one of the characters here is a Roman officer named Julius. So he probably was not a believer. He was probably a Gentile and was not a believer in the things of God. And, and uh, a captain of the Imperial Regiment. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from uh, Thessalonica, was also with us. We left on a ship whose home port was Adramatium on the northwest coast of the province of Asia. It was secluded, it was, excuse me, it was scheduled to make several stops at ports along the coast of the province. The next day when we docked at Sidon, Julius was very kind to Paul and let him go ashore to visit his, with friends so they could provide for his needs. So obviously Paul and Julius, um, the, the, uh, the Roman uh, uh, soldier, the Roman uh, captain of, of this, the centurion, uh, he had found favor, or Paul had found favor with him. I guess Paul had demonstrated himself in a way that he just saw the peace, the love, the joy uh, on him. And so he was drawn to Paul, and you'll see that worked out in this story. He says, with friends, uh, so he allowed him to go on shore to be taken care of, take care of his needs, even though he was a prisoner. Uh, putting out to sea from there, we encountered strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course. So we sailed north of Cyprus between the island and the mainland, keeping to the open sea. We passed along the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, landing at Myra in the province of Lycia. There, in the, command, there the commander, commanding officer found an Egyptian ship from Alexandria that was bound for Italy, and he put us on board. We had several days of slow sailing, and after great difficulty, we finally neared Snidus, but the wind was against us, so we sailed across to Crete and along the sheltered coast of the island, past the Cape of Salmon. We struggled along the coast with great difficulty and finally arrived at Fairhavens near the town of Lycia. We had lost a lot of time, and the weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel because it was so late in the fall. And Paul spoke to the ship's officers about it. Now listen to what Paul does. See, see many times we've been relegated uh, to, when I say we Christians, 
uh, believers, those who really believe, not nominal, but believers, the, the real body of Christ, we, we've been relegated to the outskirts. Like, like we, we're not relevant. Uh, but I want you to know, in times like these, there's no more relevant an agent in the earth realm than the body of Christ. We've got something to say. And so Paul offers this. He, 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 he comes and, and he says to them, listen to this, men. In other words, he's not, he's, he's, he takes charge. Is the saying, men in charge take charge. He takes charge here. He says, men, he said, I believe there's trouble ahead if we go on. Listen to that. I believe there's trouble ahead if we go on shipwreck, loss of cargo, and danger to our lives as well. Now listen, this is the world at conflict with, with the man of God. But, but the officer in charge of the prisoners listened more to the ship's captain and the owner than to Paul. <laughs> Who are you listening to? I, I want to ask that of, of you all out there. Who are you listening to? Are you paying more attention to the ship's captain or are you listening to the word of God? Who are you listening to? He paid more attention to. He gave more elevation to what others were saying other than what the word of God was saying. And so Paul goes on, or he goes on to say this. And since Fairhavens was an exposed harbor, now, what are they using? They're using their, 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 their knowledge of the past. They're using their knowledge of what they see. They're, they're using their knowledge of what they think they know. And, and we do that, don't we? Don't we use our knowledge of what we think we know instead of getting a fresh word from God? See, God will lead us through this time, but we've got to get fresh word from him. Understand what I'm saying? We've got to get fresh Fresh word, fresh manna, daily, where we're, we're hearing from God on a consistent, consistent basis. You may say, well, well I, I knew something about that in the past. No, you need to hear. It should be so very precise what God is telling us to do. Precision. Because we can't, we can't miss it here, you understand? <laughs> we can't play around with this. There's, there's, there's our life and there's the lives of other people. That we have to be precise. God, speak to me. I need to hear. I need to be able to discern. Discernment is king right now. You understand? Discernment is king right now. Not feelings. Not, not what I think. Not what I would like to do for something. No. It's, it's discernment. Discernment. God, what is your will here? And he says, and since Fairhavens was an uh, exp uh, exposed uh, harbor... A poor place to spend the winter. Again, they were using sense knowledge. Most of the, most of the crew wanted to go on to Phoenix, farther up the coast to, of Crete, and spend the winter there. Phoenix was a good harbor with only a southwest and a northwest exposure. In other words, they were basing it upon sense knowledge evidence. Sense knowledge evidence. In other words, they were looking out and they were determining what they should do based upon their senses based upon past experiences. But now we need to hear something fresh, don't we? We need to hear from God. Now listen to this. When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it. They thought they could make it. 
That's called pride. <laughs> That's called, I think I can do it. I think I can make it. I think I can do this on my own. That's pride. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. But the weather changed abruptly. The weather, see, we, we can't account for those abruptlys. We don't know what's going to happen abruptly. Who would have, listen, who would ever thought, who would ever thought a year ago that we would be right here? Are you, are you hearing me? Who would have ever thought that today we would be in, in places where we would have to restrict church services and, and all of the institutions would be gone and, and the market would go hayride and people would have to lay people off? Who would ever have thought this? Who would have ever thought it? But there were some prophetic words that have come forth from men of God. As far out as uh, five, or three or four years ago, there were prophetic words of people talking about this, this virus that would come from the sea and, and how it would affect lives. It's so vitally important that we catch, we catch these things uh, in the Word of God. This is not a time to just kind of life as usual. Yeah, let's just do what we've been doing, you know. Let's make, hey, let's just make, no, it's, it's time to get, if there's one message, let's get serious about our walk right now. I think about my son Gabriel, and they were, they were actually living uh, in China over a year, uh, over a year uh, and some change ago. And, um, uh, and they came back here, uh, he and his wife, and they had um, um, their child, um, they, they, who was uh, my, my grandson, who uh, they um, was conceived in China, and so they came back for their for for their what you call it their uh, uh, their break. And during that time, they had all intentions to go back. They had every intention to go back and 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 because uh, uh, they enjoyed their time there. And uh, so Kim and I, and I'm sure uh, um, Sue's parents as well really didn't kind of inject anything. We didn't demand that they, they stay here, but we prayed. <laughs> and don't you know we prayed? We said, God, God, show him. Show him, Lord. Show him, Lord. Show him. Show him. Let him know. Let it, drop it into his spirit. And I remember the day that he told me, we were out on the golf course, and he, saw, he looked at me, he said, Dad, we've decided not to go back. Do you know what that did for my heart? This is before Corona. This wasn't even, Corona hadn't even hit yet. This is before Corona. Do you hear me? This is before Corona. And they stayed and they decided to remain. What was that? Precision. God was like, I don't want your, your grandchild. He was looking out for George. I don't want your grandchild to be stuck in China. And you can't get over there to see him. Because it would have been impossible, unless they were able to come back, of course. But that would have just been so difficult. You understand? With child, a baby. Lord, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the voice of God, not for the voice of human reasoning. Because it was prevailing at first. But God dropped it into my son's heart because we were praying for him. And he, he took heed to the voice of God. Don't you know I'm so happy for that precision? Oh, my goodness. Praise the name of Jesus. So listen here. 
um, verse 14. But the weather changed abruptly, abruptly, and wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster burst across the island and blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so the, they gave up and let it run before the gale. We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Kata, where the great difficulty we hoist, with, great, with great difficulty we hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across the sandbars in Sardis, Sardis off the uh, African coast. So they lowered the sea anchor to the slow the ship and were driven before the wind. The next day, listen to this, the next day as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. Can you imagine that? that that's the condition of a worldly person. All hope is gone. We're doomed. What can we do? But I want you to know that's not the end of the story. Listen to this. No one had eaten for a long time. Finally, finally. Now, 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 now they wanted to hear from Paul. <laughs> now is when our voice is so clear and we need to speak it. Finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. Anyone ever been there before? <laughs> Anyone ever said, I should have just listened the first time. I wish I had just did what he told me to do the first time. But guess what? There's hope. There's hope that, that we can miss it on the front end but catch up. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. That's hope for the world, isn't it? Isn't it hope for the world? God is so wonderfully merciful. Listen. Now, um, let's see, men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. But take courage. None of you will lose your lives, even though the ship will go down for last, for, now, now, now I want us to think about something, I told you that, that uh, we need to, you know, Jesus, when they were about to stone him, you know what he did? He left town. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? In other words, there's certain things we need to do simply because God, God wants to lead us through everything. He doesn't want to, well, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this because the word says for me. To, no, unless it's an on-time word, a precise word from God to do a certain thing. You understand what I'm saying? God's going to give us, in the midst of the challenge, he's going to give us a precise word like, no, 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 you need to leave there. You need to get out of there. And a lot of times where people miss it is that they can, they can use old manna, old stale food that is not alive anymore. And really what that is, that's 
as uh, Dr. Price used to say, that's faith, foolishness, and presumption. Faith, foolishness, and presumption. Faith, foolishness, and presumption is when you think you've heard from God and you have not. That's why every matter is a matter of prayer. God, I'm facing this situation. What should I do? As you find out in the Bible, every, every calamity, every tragedy, every plague, everything had a specific, precise word. There was no cookie cutter. Okay, they did this. Then we should. No, it was like, this is what you need to do. You need to run. Or you need to stay. Or you need to do whatever. Yeah. And it can be just that precise. God knows what's best. So that we don't call them, you should listen to me the first time. Because we can save our lives, but also the lives of so many other people. They can, think about it. Had they just rested their behinds back where, when Paul first told them, they could have missed all of this calamity. But they won't listen to him. But because of the man of God, because of Paul, their lives were going to be safe. Paul's like, y'all didn't have to take me through all of this. I didn't have to go through all of this, you know, no food and, and no dark mountain and the, those oceans beating up against it. You could, you could have spared me all of that. And that's what I'm saying to us today is, is listen to God. Don't be foolish. Don't get caught up in your, even your own feelings. Like, I just want to, you know, I just want to. No, no, there's lives at stake here. There's lives that are dependent upon us. All right. Um, here we go. We're almost there. Um, but take courage. None of you will lose your lives. Assurance. Even though the ship will go down, for last night an angel of God, of the God to whom I belong <laughs> and whom I serve, stood beside me. Mm. And he said, Don't be afraid, Paul. For you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God in his goodness has granted safety to everyone selling with you. Hey, here's what I would say to anyone out there listening. I would get on the ship with a Christian right now. <laughs> You're going to get to the other side. If you get on the ship with a Christian, with a believer right now, you're going to get to the other side. I would tell find, find that Christian person that has been talking to you, you know, at work, at the marketplace, call them up right now and say, listen, what ship you riding on? I want, I want to debark with you. I want to be on the ship with you. Because listen to him. He said, no, I'm going, we're going you, Paul, and, and obviously Paul needed assurance, didn't he? I mean, the angel of God stood beside him and said, Paul, don't be afraid. He's human. Don't think Paul was superhuman. He was human. I, I'm almost certain, just like you and I, if we were on a ship and the waves were beating up against that ship and, and, and we were tossing to and fro, you would be afraid too, wouldn't you? But, but God came to, to, to um, Paul to an angel and he said, Paul, don't be afraid. You're going to go before Caesar. And everyone on the ship, because of you, because of you, they're going to be safe. Listen, we're, we are so relevant now. We are so relevant right now. 
no matter where we are, no matter whose family you're in or where you work at or what you're doing, you are most relevant, believer. You're most relevant right now. But you got to untie your tongue and you got to speak. You got to say what thus saith the Lord. Somebody's willing to listen to you. Don't be afraid, Paul, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, God is in his goodness has granted safety, mercy, safety to every sailor sailing, everyone sailing with you. So take courage, for I believe God. It was it will be just as he said, but we will be shipwrecked on an island. In other words, you're not going to avoid the shipwreck, but you're going to be safe. And then here's the last part of it, um, where Paul just says this, uh, and I'm a, I'm a, they, they were shipwrecked, and, and they did, uh, you know, it was difficult, and, and, but here's the latter part of it. Verse 38. When morning dawned, they didn't recognize the coastline, but they saw a, a bay with a beach and wondered if they could get to shore by running the ship aground. So they cut off the anchors and left them in the sea. When they lowered the rudders, raised the foresail, and headed towards shore, but they hit a shoal and ran the ship aground too soon. The bow of the ship, or the bow of the ship, uh, stuck fast while the stern was repeatedly smashed by force of the waves, and began to break apart. The soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners to make sure they didn't swim ashore and escape. But the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul, so he didn't let them carry out their plan. Then he ordered all who could swim to jump aboard and first make the land. The others held on to planks and debris and, and to the broken ship. And everyone escaped safely to shore. There's one other part in here that I wanted you to see, and I, I didn't mark it, but, um, but there was a part in there, and I won't go back and try to find it, but there was a part in there where someone was trying to get off the ship. They were like, man, let them folk die. We jump in ship, and, and they tried to lure the, 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 the boat beside it, and they were going to jump off uh, themselves. And Paul told them, listen, you leave this ship. You leave me, and you're going to die. <laughs> you leave me, you're going to die. And so I would just say to each and every one of us out here today, first of all, to us believers, um, we have an assurance in Christ Jesus. We also have precision and synchronization through Christ Jesus so that we can hear in our hearts what God is saying to us. And he'll say it in our hearts. He'll bring people along sometime that will say it so that we can hear it more clearly. But we need to listen precisely to what God has to say because there's assurance in what he has to say. There's assurance when you're taking time to read the word of God for yourself and God speaks to you through a scripture. Uh, as I was reading, to be honest with you, as I was reading and preparing for this, this morning, that's when God gave me that assurance. He said, and I was just reading along, he said, assurance. Assurance is what I want you to talk about. I'm assuring you. I, I want you to know that my word assures you of some wonderful promises. So take that blessed assurance. Jesus is ours. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Man, well, it doesn't get any better than that. This is my story. This is my song. This is our story. We're going to get on the other side of this, and we're going we're to make it off. 
And we're going to be so very grateful that we listen to and attuned to the things of God. So I want to close this out this morning. And I want to say to those of you that may be watching us uh, online today, first of all, God loves you. And don't mistake that. He loves you and he sent his son for you. He sent his son to save your life. And if you're contemplating things right now, maybe like never before, maybe you're thinking about, is God real? Is he, um, you know, maybe you've, you've gone away from God in, in, your, in your life. And maybe you're, you've chosen to believe uh, what the world is saying about the relevancy of, of Scripture. Uh, but I want you to know, and I think you know it yourself, that God is real. Because he's, real, he's not holding himself back from you. And if you get quiet enough on the inside, he'll speak to you and he'll let you know how much he loves you and that he sent his son uh, on your behalf. And so I want to pray this with you this morning if you're listening to me. If you're not a believer, if you're not saved, if you've never uh, asked Jesus to come into your life. And that's what, that's what it really means. Salvation is a, a definite act, but it's also a progressive thing. The definite part of it is when you get saved, I don't care where you are, you could actually be on your deathbed. If you, if you receive Christ right now, the very moment that you depart out of your body, you're going to be with Jesus in heaven. So that's being saved. That's going to heaven when you die. But also, God wants to save us ongoingly while we're down here on this earth. And he saves us through his word. He keeps giving us insight into his word. The Bible says he sent his word to heal us and deliver us from all destruction. And that's what he'll do with his word. So I just want to say to you this morning, if you're not a believer, if you have never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, the Bible would put you in the category of a sinner. And if you're a sinner, that means that you need a savior. And so... Right now, I simply want to say to you, Jesus said, Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's what we call changing the mind, repenting, believing something deeply in your heart and saying what you believe out of your mouth. That's what it's talking about. So I want to lead you in that prayer right now. God in heaven, your word tells me that if I will confess or say with my mouth, what I believe in my heart, I shall be saved. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And he came into this world to make me right with you. Today I repent of a life of a sinner. And I turn my life to Jesus Christ. And I receive your forgiveness of all of my sins, past, present, and even future, in the name of Jesus I invite you into my heart right now. If you prayed that prayer, thank you. Thank you for joining our family. We're so grateful for it. Uh, we'd love to know about your experience. Uh, if you want to share that with us, um, you can contact us uh, through mail. Um, our mailing address is 1023 East Union Street, Morganton, North Carolina, 28655. And we'll be happy to actually send you something that will also encourage you in your walk if you'll let us know that. Um, so God bless you. Thank you for being here. I got a few other things before we cl uh, close out this morning. Again, share this. If this has been a blessing to you this morning about blessed assurance, share it with your friends and family. A few uh, announcements as we close out. Remember prayer, high noon, Tuesdays and Friday. Uh, Bible study on Wednesday at 630, Facebook Live. Remember the food drive for those of you that are members or those of you who are just listening to this. Um, we'll have, also have that on Facebook as well. Uh, food drive benefiting the Burke Senior Center. The drop-off times are 11 to 1 and 4 to 6 
uh, Monday and Tuesday, and then 11 to 1 on Wednesday. And even if we're not here, if you want to just drop it off at the church, uh, that'll be fine. We'll pick it up. That's not a problem. So really, you can, do, you can bring it in anytime. If someone comes and takes it off the desk, praise God. You know, we just blessed somebody with some food. They must have needed it. Um, canned food, obviously. Uh, canned food um, is what we're, we're seeking. Water would be good as well. So uh, at this time, we're going to receive an offering. Uh, if you desire to give this morning, uh, this would be your opportunity to do so. We do have it on our uh, New Day Christian Church uh, website, newdaycc.com, newdaycc.com. If you go to our landing page, there's a, a, a button that says giving, and then it'll take you to tithes and offering. And at that point, it's really, really easy. You just pull in, uh, put in the amount and fill out the information uh, that they require as far as your, your uh, account is concerned. And, um, and then it goes directly account into our account. Just another way for us to receive tithes and offerings. We're so grateful to God what he's doing in our ministry. We trust God. You know, it's a difficult time for everyone, as it were. But we got we believe that God is our supplier. We truly, truly believe that. So there's never a pressure. You know, if I start pressuring you to give, that means that I'm trusting you more than I'm trusting God. So we would trust the word of God and we just want to give you opportunity to give. And you all have been responding well. And I praise God for that. Um, so let's pray over our offering at this time. If you have an offering in your hand, just lift it up. Um, Father, we thank you for each and every person out there that are giving into this offering this morning. We thank you uh, that you, you've uh, given us wonderful promises uh, through your word. In your word, you said, Father, as we give, it is given unto us good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will men give unto us. You also said that you would be at the supplier of all of our need according to your riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And so, Father, you also said one last thing, that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And we are the blessed people of God. Thank you for increasing our capacity to do good. There are so many people that are doing good things with the resources you've given them. Increase their capacity to do good. And for it all, Father, we'll make sure that you receive all the glory and praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We receive the offering at this time. Again, thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for attending. Remember, hit that share button. Get that word out there. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. We love you. God bless you. Hope to see you on Tuesday morning. Amen. Or Tuesday afternoon. Amen. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.